Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sans Pants Radio, eating the rotten fruit that is life. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, everyone. A few of us here at Sans Pants Radio are coming to the UK in October. We're calling it the Inia Presents Plumbing the Death Star UK Tour with Adam. We haven't announced all our shows just yet, partly because we're still waiting for a couple of venue confirmations, but if you head on over to sanspantsradio.com live, you can purchase your tickets. We've opened up more seating for our Birmingham shows, there's a couple of tickets left for Manchester, and we're looking at having some matinee shows for some of our sold-out ones where we can. So if you're keen and eager, just add your name to the waiting list. We've still got London, Belfast and Cardiff to announce, so follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the most up-to-date information. Or join sanspantsplus.com and not only will you be the very first to get said information, but you'll be able to get 10% off ticket prices and a heaping mound of bonus content. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need pitching. This week, it's Bond. (laughs) 
like before we launch into this, I mean, maybe we talk a little bit about our relationships to the Bond franchise. What are our favorite Bonds? I, as in I'm the a, film yeah. or the, films? Okay, favorite Bond films. I'm a massive Casino Royale person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's great. And I love Thunderball because it has my favorite Bond moment in the history of Bond. Which is? Which is where the femme fatale is in the bathtub and Sean Connery comes in and sits down to interrogate her. And she says, and there's a, there's a dressing gown and a pair of shoes. She says, would you hand me some clothes first and we can continue this discussion? And he reaches towards the dressing gown, changes his mind, grabs the shoes, puts them on the side of the bath and just sits back and looks at her. And you're like, <laughs> that's, that's Bond right there. <laughs> In a nutshell, but I think, yeah, I think if I had to pick a top three, I'm probably going to go with Casino Royale, Thunderball. It's mental, but it's great. And oh, Skyfall's good. It's it is Skyfall. Goldeneye top, probably sneaks in there, maybe. My, my top three, I would have Goldeneye first. I no, just no, love hang on. It. I have Not to the best. I've just remembered my third. Go for it. View to a kill. Continue, Sean Carney. It <laughs> <laughs> is a good one. Goldeneye's nowhere near the best of them, but it's no. my favourite. And I just have fond memories of it because I watched it so much when I was a kid. And then I would go Casino Royale and probably Skyfall. I would have to go, I think I think Skyfall is actually my favourite. It's one that like ticked all the boxes for me. Like it's fun, it's entertaining, it's got a bit of emotional punch at the ends. Yep. It's a tribute, but not too much of a tribute. Like yep. it doesn't, even though it was like the 50th anniversary film and it kind of brought back a few different popular it aspects. Was, it was the perfect Bond film. It was the perfect Bond film, yeah. and particularly the perfect Bond film for this day and age, where it was a little nostalgic, but it wasn't like Spectre, where it like leaned right into being like, hey, remember this thing you liked, and this thing you liked, and this thing you liked, and yeah. this bad version of Blofeld? But like, and this love of Bond's life, even though he already had one, and it was yes, Eva and Green, it was and we can and never replace it. At that. But like, in terms of my other favorites, I like my, the Bond I grew up with the most was probably Roger Moore. Roger Moore. That's why I said View to a Kill. Yeah, I, it's. Christopher See, Walken and licensed, uh, not licensed, uh, licensed to kill is my other favorite. Yeah, and Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die is pretty kick ass. Baron, yeah, Baron Samedi and I grew up with, with Pierce. I grew up with Pierce Brosnan, Love it. who doesn't have a lot of great uh, Bond films. It's really Goldeneye and Daylight. <laughs> like, hey, he's not daylight. No, I mean, no, that's, th- um, I mean, there's just. Oh, sorry. I was like, the living <laughs> daylights. That's no. that's Dalton. <laughs> From that extension, there you sort of your favorite Bond films. Who is your favorite Bond? Because Roger Moore's a personal favorite. Roger Moore is a personal favorite because I grew up with him. In terms of who I think the best Bond is, I think we're going to agree. But continue, because I, I I grew up reading quite a lot of the books as yep. well. Yep. And in terms of the Bond, who is the most in Fleming's Bond. I think it's got to be Daniel Craig. It is. And not Daniel Craig from Spectre because he was obviously bored for the whole film. Yep. Daniel Craig Daniel from Craig. Casino Royale and Skyfall. Yeah, that's that's Bond all over. That is the character, the best he has been really since Sean Connery. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say he's better than Connery because Connery's so tied up in- You almost have to take him out of the equation. Yes. So but- to remove- Connery yeah. out of it. With all the other the ones, like, I mean, I, I personally think that Craig is the only Bond who can actually stand neck and neck with Connery. Yeah. Timothy <laughs> Dalton was like a prototype Craig. Yes. Like, he brought the darkness, but he didn't bring a ton of charm with it. Yeah. And we, um, weren't, we weren't ready for that kind of exactly, Bond yet. Exactly. Not, we not needed, we needed, at that time. We were ready for Pierce Brosnan's Bond. Yes. Which was the action hero with the funny quips and who wasn't a great actor. Exactly. No hey, respect to come Bros- on. He's all right. Is he, though? Yeah, he not, is. Not really, mate. All right. Oh. I concede. <laughs> you concede this very fucking quickly. Because no, was... in my head, I'm like, what do I? What can I argue for? Goldeneye and then, like, nothing? I've got to say, mate, Tom, that was a that was a tough and brutal fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm satisfied have to, that I don't we think won. I can, I can do the pitch I think we anymore. earned that victory. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that was hard work. Went to some dark to, places to, there, though, <laughs> to, to achieve that, that yeah. glowing victory. I'm going to go into it, I think. Yeah. Let's do it. If we're happy with, with where we're at. Let's go. Can I ask? Yes. Who is your Bond? That'll become apparent okay. as, the film, as the film plays out. Okay. okay. Cool. Uh, now, the working title or, or the idea of this is is something to do with like using the, the phrase of the double O agent. 
So whether you call it double O, double zero, double O agent, I can't think of a title, but it's something around that. So if you guys can think of a better one, cool. let me know. All right. So film opens. Darkness. We hear the sound of an aircraft and breathing. Someone trying to remain calm. No music, no nothing. So bam, it's still dark, but now we can see from a person's perspective of someone breathing, pulling on equipment, sitting in the belly of an aeroplane about to do a jump. Special forces guys all around them. In an ideal world, this whole sequence is one shot. Cool. Okay. So the breathing starts to get louder and louder and louder. A guy stands up, points to them all, does some little cool black ops hand signals. The belly of the plane opens and one by one they jump out. Our first person view is the last person to jump out of the plane. And now we've got the breathing mixed with the wind. And we can see as they're falling down through the clouds, they move through a silent and still night into pitch darkness towards this compound. A soldier lands, stands up, looks around. The other guys are sort of all getting ready and, and positioning themselves. And we've still got that steady soundtrack of breathing. A watch comes into view, waits for the time to click over. And then every single one of the Black Ops guys runs out of the bushes and swarms this compound. And all of a sudden, we go from silent and still night to insanely loud gunfight. So they start kicking in doors and firing at people. And there are, there are people all throughout this compound, firing at them, screaming at them in foreign languages, other soldiers. This gunfight has gone completely out of control. The soldiers who are waiting were, were ready for them and, and they're, they're beating them. So our first person view sort of is panicking and kind of freaking out, shooting blindly and wildly at people, seeing soldiers fall from their own side, seeing soldiers fall from the other side, and then looks up and sees some soldiers coming down some stairs. Bang, bang, peeks them off, races up the stairs. At the moment, the only lighting we've got really for the shot is the flash of guns as they flare up on the walls. And again, the only soundscape we have, gunfire and heavy breathing and the cries of men being shot down. So our hero runs up these uh, runs up these stairs and starts taking out people as they burst through more doors and more corridors, turning around, almost like some kind of insane video game where we're seeing this gun reloading, seeing this gun reloading. Suddenly someone jumps up behind them, grabs them across the face, and we hear them strangling this uh, our hero across the neck. Suddenly a knife comes up, bang, we hear the sound of the knife hitting a rib, going through flesh, the groan of the man slowly expiring. He slides to the ground, breathing again. All right, reload the gun, keep going up to another set of stairs. And basically this repeats, gunfire, breathing, kicking down doors, fighting bad guys. Eventually they get to the top of the slide of stairs and they burst into a room, take down the two guys standing in the room, and in the back of the room is a cage. Racing over the cage, checking the watch, turning on a flashlight, we see that there's a huddle of rags that may have once been a human being at the back of this cage. Picking the lock, breaking the cage out, the black ops guy rushes in, pulls the barely alive person out of the cage, puts him up and turns around to leave the door. Two guys walk in, guns drawn, it's ready to go, it's, it's game over basically, and then quick, bang, bang, kills those guys. More guys are coming out through the door, right, shit, where have I got to go? Trying to pan around wildly, it's, it's, it's manic, it's madness. Bursting back through another door, stumbling backward, can barely see anything, running, turning left and right, turning around, letting off a shot over their shoulder, taking out these guys, and we're getting panic breathing and more cries for help, eventually coming to the end of a corridor where there's nothing but a window, cornered, trapped looks up and we see more guards. We look through our first-person camera out the window and we, we see like a shed just nearby this thing. So grabbing the corpse, well, not corpse, the almost corpse, jumps out the window, smash, bounce, bounces off the roof, lands on, and we hear just a crunch of a bone snapping as it hits the ground. More guys start firing out the window. So now we've got heavy breathing, in pain, dragging this like bedraggled person of rags and beard and long hair through the darkness, no guns, guns are gone, pulling out flares and setting them off and throwing them into the air, throwing them around, dragging this person around. And suddenly these soldiers start jumping out of the windows as well. And another black ops soldier appears, a saviour, takes them both out. 
Black, what are you doing? What are you doing? Have you got the guy? Have you got the guy? Let's go. We have to move. We have to move. Throw the flares out. I've got you covered. Keeps throwing back. But the building is now just hemorrhaging bad guys. So the other Black Ops scope pulls a grenade. Bang. A huge explosion lights up the sky. And as our hero carrying this, this body is throwing flares around, we suddenly see a truck race into view. As a hero turns back to the other soldier, there's a ping, bang, bullet straight through the guy's head, drops. One soldier left. The truck pulls in, the doors open, and there's a guy in the back. Where, where is everybody else? Where's everybody else? There is no one else. There's, there's, just, there's just me. There's no one else. More gunfire, more gunfire. All right, give, here's the guy. I've got the guy. Throws him in. Madness getting in the truck. Bang, door slams shut. And we just slump down the wall, and the breathing starts to slow a bit, but it's still fairly worked up. And finally, we go away from that first-person view as the mask of the agent is taken off its face. And it's Emily Blunt, Agent Jane Black. She's sitting there and she's got sweat and blood all through her face. She looks like she's been through hell. She can barely breathe and the truck is madly flinging about everywhere. Her leg is bleeding. She, she can't move it. The guy in the back of the truck who helped them in starts to repair the leg, put a splint on, and she's just trying to slow her breathing down. And she looks down and there's this face of this man that they've rescued and he just looks like shit and he just reaches out and grabs her hand and just says thank you bang we cut to a white room and there's jane she's in sort of like civvy clothes now and she's sitting at a desk there's a folder in front of her and a glass of water and she's waiting she's rubbing absently in a leg that's quite bandaged suddenly we hear the door opening and someone calls out miss black and she stands to salute and in walks red fine says em Yep, just keeping casting consistent. Mm-hmm. That a whole opener just had like a real Sicario vibe to it. Yeah, just in terms of the tension. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Was that whole thing uh, like a one take? I wanted. Was it I wanted that to be one. Bit. So think, think because that's whole, fucking epic. The whole bit from basically her jumping out of the plane until you see the mask, that it's come, the mask off. come off would be one take. Think of it like the end of episode three. That of would be amazing. True Detective. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. In my head, that's what it is. I just see it as like this. You don't see anything, and it kind of that way you don't reveal that that this agent is a woman until. So she's now being debriefed. So M walks in, uh, sits down, and it's the debrief of the mission. Yeah. So he basically sits down and he's like, "All right, so we sent fifteen people in there, and you're the only one that came back out. Why?" And what starts off as him just trying to get the facts kind of goes a bit nasty because he's he's the director of MI six. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. So he starts really getting stuck into it, demanding that she, you know, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? My objective was to get Hopper out of there. That was my only objective. And we succeeded in that. We brought him home. We brought back all the intelligence he had. We've, we've got him. He's like, yes, but I lost 14 people in this fight. And basically the whole thing goes gets a bit nastier and he keeps probing at her and probing at her. And basically throughout the course of it, she gets more and more agitated until – at the end of it is he's like, you know, I don't, I don't think that uh, you did the right thing. You lost us, you know, 14 good men. And she just like loses it and stands up and is like, they were 14 of my friends. Oh, yeah. So he's like, fair enough. <laughs> you return to work when you're ready. You'll be on light duties. And he packs up the dossier and she kind of slumps back. And just before he goes, there's a beat and he turns around and he reaches in his jacket pocket and he pulls out a wooden box and he puts it down. He says, for you, for your service. She opens it up and it's a medal of bravery. Yeah. He goes, obviously, we can't do a ceremony because no one's allowed to know that this happened. Thank you. And walks out. And she looks at the medal and she goes to pick it up and she just starts to cry. Oh, man. And so the do theme I. of the new Bond film <laughs> plays over the top of this sequence. 
Who's singing the theme? Well, because I wanted to use the song in that... So there's so for Spectre, um, Radiohead recorded a theme song for Spectre that was never used. It's just called Spectre. Um, do yourself a favour and listen to it. It's haunting and creepy and eerie and probably better than whatever trash Sam Smith produced. Wouldn't be hard to be better than that, though. Anyway, as it ends, we, we slowly fade over London and it comes up with, you know, two months later. Cool. And as it's coming up with two months later, we hear the soundscape of the breathing and the gunfire and the yelling and all of that madness and then that shot from the opening moments where Jane's partner, the guy who was helping her out, just bang, head blown off. Mm-hmm. And then Jane sits bolt up in her bed. She's covered in sweat. She looks over. It's like four in the morning. Yep. So she gets up. She starts doing stretches. She does some exercises on her leg, walking on it. It's all fine. Crutches are gone. Bandages are gone. Legs all healed up, but she's doing exercise, all that kind of thing. Um, basically, we see her getting, getting dressed, getting ready for work. And just before she goes, she kind of gets up to the thing. And on the, on the mantelpiece is the metal box. And it's just covered in dust. And it just hasn't been opened cool. since mm-hmm. she okay. opened it. Good. Insane. She kind of leaves it. And just walks out of her apartment. Shrubs at MI6 headquarters and she goes to a desk and she sits down at a desk and says hi to some friends. I don't know, friends named Sally or something. Um, I've thought of that part. <laughs> goes to a desk and just sees this big manila envelope uh, which inside is her request to be put back on active duty and has been denied again. Just literally opens it, picks it up and just throws it in the bin. And she sits back and she's just fairly agitated and one of the guys from working in one of the desks in the area is like, I got knocked back again. She just doesn't say anything. Like fucking don't talk to me. He's like, you know, he'll, he'll let you back out there when you're ready to go back out there. For now, you can you can help us. I mean, Hopper had a whole bunch of data with him. Like, we've got a heap of information to comb through. We, we need someone like you to helping help out with it. I mean, you're, you're one of the best agents we've got. She's like, yeah, I'm good out there. I'm not good in here. I'm not built for in here. I'm yep. built for out there, and I'm ready to go back out there. My foot's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing that I need to keep doing. And this, this other guy is just like, let's call him Jack. Jack's just like, sleeping? She's like, yeah, but I didn't sleep before, so it doesn't matter. Like, that, this is what you yeah. don't get is you sit behind here and you go through data and you think that nightmares are a bad thing. I was having nightmares like the entire, like nightmares are part of the job. I get it. I, I don't need any more help. I'm fine. So she sits there and she kind of stews and she's kind of absentmindedly clicking through stuff and sort of glaring every now and again over at like M's office where he's sort of working. And then all of a sudden there's this commotion and M comes striding out. She thinks, right, I'm going to, I'm going to get him. And she's like, you know, tries to get his attention, just bang, blanks her, completely ignores her. Yeah. And all of a sudden everyone's like standing up and like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he's here. Hmm. And in walks the man that she rescued, Adam Hopper, played by James McAvoy. He's now clean shaven. He looks very normal. He's got a nice suit on and he's waving to everybody and they're all like applauding him. Quickly. Welcome back. Sorry. I, I- I was thinking this at the start, and I don't know if this is going to fly in the face of something you're going to do a bit later on, but yes. is it possible that Hopper is Daniel Craig's James Bond? No. I did think okay. – I thought Not at all. Start that they were rescuing That's what Bond. I thought too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, I could do that, and I thought, no, nah, this is a better – just yes, there I go in a minute. Okay. All right, cool. You'll cool. get there. Right. Good casting, though. I like McAvoy. So McAvoy's yeah. walking through, and he's, you know, walks up, and, and M hugs him. There's this, you know, great moment, and he's kind of flanked by a couple of politicians and, you know, the, the Secretary of Defence and the Assistant to the Secretary of Defence or whatever, and they're sure. shaking hands. and They're all buddies and and sort of, you know, Jane kind of stands up and it's good to see him and, and as, as he's kind of waving, oh, thank you so much, everybody, he spots her and he walks over to her and he sees, you know, she shakes his hand and they have this nice little moment and he's like, I just, I want to say again, and I, I know I've said it multiple times while I was in the hospital and rehab and getting back to the land of the living, but... You saved my life, and 
there's nothing I can ever do for you that, that would repay you for that. And she's kind of sheepish, like, oh, you know, whatever. And anyway, Em's like, Hopper, you can you can catch up with Jane later, you know, you've got to come with me. We've got to debrief you now that you're now that you're finally back. So they go off to another room and I I want to have it so that it's almost like Jane kind of goes to follow them and Em turns around and is like, where are you going? She's like, I should be part of this debrief. I was part of the mission. Yeah. I rescued him. Not only that, you're an arsehole in debriefs. He needs a nice face there and I'm a nice face. And Em's like, oh, Hopper and I go way back. Like, we're, we're mates. I'll be his nice. He doesn't actually say we're mates because he's right fine. So why yeah, yeah. say that? You're not involved in this part and can you stop sending me requests to be put back on active duty? You'll be ready when I tell you you're ready. She's like, you know, I, I am Rennie, you fucking under her breath as he walks away. She's a bit shitty. Yeah. Anyway, she's kind of walking back to her desk and M60 is just as he's about to go, M60 is head back out the door and he's like, oh, and um, Q wants help with the information that you got from Hopper. So you'll be going down to help him out. And she's like, mm, great. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> so she kind of goes off and Q's still, basically the, the cast are all still the same cast. So cool. yeah, M's still, yeah. still Ray finds Money Penny when she's sitting there is, is still. Um, her name completely escapes me. Naomi, Naomi Harris. Harris. Naomi Harris. I was like, the chick from uh, Stranger Tide. No, she's not in that one. She's in Dead Man's Chest. She was in um, 28, 28 Days, Days Later. Later. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Killian Murphy could play. Jane. Uh, James McAvoy's playing that character. All right, cool. Oh, Killian Murphy's pretty good. Yeah, mm. McAvoy's, McAvoy's nicer and I need him to be nice. It says he's nicer. Well, Matt, Killian looks like a rapist. <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> uh, you, you, you see, I'm going with McAvoy, and he's kind of relationship with Jane. He needs to be. Oh yeah, cool. Rapist, right, cool. Right? Yeah, it needs to be nice and not rapey. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I probably picked McAvoy. Also, because yeah, no. he can do a cool, he can do his normal accent too. Because like he's got a Scottish accent. It's yeah, cool. Sexy. Awesome. Anyway, did you say it's real sexy? No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Jane goes down and, and joins Q and he's sort of like, oh, we have so much information. We've been going through it for two months. And she's like, yep, I know. We've been going, I've been going through it with you for two months. I rescued the information. All my friends died for the information. It was fucking terrible. I just want to go back to doing something that isn't involved with this fucking mission that, that's ruined so much of me. So the whole thing is that she's not just frustrated because she's on the bench. She's frustrated because she's still wading through this mission that, that killed so many people that she cared about yeah, yeah. And, and kind of fucked her up a bit. Like, what people don't understand is you know, she needs to get over the nightmares. She's going to keep having nightmares if she has to go to work every day and read documents yeah. pertaining to this entire yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. So she's sort of sitting there with Q really bored, just like flicking through like, like there's heaps of stuff. So some of it's been printed out. Some of it's like on USBs. Basically, this guy's been rescued with like a terabyte hard drive that he had shoved up his asshole or something. I don't know. I don't know how it got there. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I never, thought you'd, never, never thought you'd hear the you'd hear the phrase a terabyte hard drive shoved up an asshole. Now <laughs> we have, and I think we're better for it personally. <laughs> anyway, basically, while she's investigating the rest of this uh, with Q, we go back to you know Hopper uh, sitting down with M uh, and the two defense guys, and they're all kind of buddy and chatting. And M's like, "Look, we we do need to talk about you know what happened to you and and why you ended up there. And I know that you were you were going after your partner. What sort of happened there? And and McAvoy's kind of he's he's not really open about he's like it's kind of hard still to talk about because I actually don't remember a lot of it because I was like unconscious for days they didn't feed me for weeks I can barely remember stuff but I know that while I was looking for my partner I went to find him and and I found him but I couldn't bring him home because they found him first and you kind of learn through these like little back and forth that him and M actually go way 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 back sure and Hopper is actually tipped to be M's successor Right, okay. Um, and so Hopper's like, but the best thing is I came out of it and I gave you guys all the information. And he goes, and there is there is stuff in there that's that's like incredibly important. Basically, this organization were training up terrorists to go out and join intelligence organizations all around the world. 
in that crap that I've given you is the list of names of people who work in intelligence organizations who are dirty. He's like, yeah, we know. We've, we've got a team working on it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that team that's working on it, it's Q and Jane just flicking through some stuff. Yeah. Uh, she's really bored and basically it's one of those moments where being really frustrated and bored, they're not really paying attention until like a couple of names just like leap off a page. It's like a photograph. It's like a, like a training day at this weird camp and there's a couple of guys that she recognizes from her training back in her military days before MI6. She's like, I know that guy. So she follows the thread and, and this is where we get to see that not only is Jane like pretty good in the field, she's she's got the intelligence stuff as well because I think the issue with Spectre is that, yes, Bond had to solve this like mystery, but he was mostly just driving cars around and shooting. Like why the fuck would he shoot a grenade launcher at a hotel if he's trying to be covert? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Gabe, why? He's a blunt instrument though, mate. He is, he is. Whereas he uh, uses his fists, not his, uh, ironically, his brain. Ironically, Emily Blunt is a precision tool. I was, you know, I, was, I, was looking for the, I was looking for the joke about blunt instruments and Emily Blunt, but um, it's already there. Good. That works. Yeah, that works. Yeah, sweet. Good. So basically, she starts to pull on this thread and and digs through some more and gets Q over, and she's like, "I think I found something." So they start going through this data. Um, we now cut to like outside the headquarters. Yeah, it's just a guy riding a bicycle, <laughs> just right on his bike. I'm yeah. just riding on my bike. I'm a bike courier. I am in no way, shape, or form incredibly suspicious and pulling up to the MI6 headquarters, looking around furtively, and then just like slipping off with a backpack on. Sure. Definitely not doing that. I'm just a bike courier. Mm-hmm. Cool. This large paper tube probably doesn't have a sniper rifle that folds up neatly. It's probably just a paper tube full of mail in it. That's definitely what it is. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have these these two things unfolding. So the idea is that Adam Hopper's like storyline of him explaining what happened is kind of cut with them digging further and further and this guy like climbing up steps. Basically through their process of elimination, Jane and Q find this list of names of agents and photographs of these agents who were training for this terrorist organisation. And while they're kind of working, there are MI6 guys on here. There are sleeper agents in MI6 that they now have the lists of and like we have to take this to M. As they're doing this, they're kind of like going about it kind of surreptitiously because like we don't want to panic everybody. And Jane looks up and, you know, there's old mate Jack from earlier sits across from her and he's just like working his desk and he kind of waves. He's like, yeah, you're doing good? Yeah. She looks back down and, yep, yeah, no, nah, he's definitely on this fucking list of uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. double agents. I never liked Jack. Uh, this oh, is... Brilliant. Too many fucking questions. All right, we've got Jack's on this list and then she looks and she's like, oh, Trish. Trish is, Trish is over there. What about okay. Sally, Tom? What about Sally? Sally, Sally. Oh, Sally's just come in with a cup of tea. So mm. there's five agents on this list and all five of them are in this room except Ooh. for me and Q. This is really bad. Meanwhile, up on the roof, sniper guy's doing his sniper things. Yeah. And we see the, the debrief room is kind of like finishing up. M's kind of happy with how things are going. And they stand up and they're shaking hands and all being friends. And then we zoom out and we realise we're looking through a sniper scope. Oh, Ooh, mother of fuck. It's all right, guys. I'm not going to kill Ray Fiennes. Okay. It would have been a bold move. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Proceed. Fuck you then. Can I ask? Can I ask? Yes. Actually, I'm not no. angry. I'm just disappointed. Is the sniper wearing a mask at this point, or as an audience, are we, do we see his face? Yeah, he's just like a. Okay, so it's not. Okay, rules out. Yeah, continue. Yeah. Carry on. Okay, yeah, yeah no, yeah. rules that out. It's yeah, just yeah. an Eastern European guy. Maybe, okay, cool. Because they're yeah. always Eastern Europeans. Yeah. Or sure. just you know, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. 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 It's, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, is it is it Killian or Cillian? It's Killian. I don't know. Okay, it's Killian. Killian. Yeah, it's Killian Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, mate. Yeah. So sniper's loading the gun, and then just at the last second, moves it away from M, and bang, goes straight through the glass and pierces like the 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 minister for the army okay. kills him. Yeah. And the room breaks into chaos. You yeah. Know? Meanwhile, with that gunshot, in our in our really tense other oh, room, fuck. 
Oh, shit. But the other guys are working and they all just kind of bend down and do stuff. And Jane's just like still typing away. She's like, Q. He's like, yes, because he hasn't really twinged. He's doing his own Q shit. Yep. And she's like, when I say so, I need you to lie flat on the floor and stay there until I tell you to. He's like, I don't under when I say so. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so you just see her like move a hand across and everyone's kind of still working. And she's like, I say so. Q <laughs> drops to the ground. Bang. Gun in Jack's head. Shoot Sally. Fuck you, Sally. Whoa, 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 Tom. Sally's trying to make. She's popping shots already. So yeah. she's pulled out. She fires one at Jack. No, uh, as soon as hands up. Hang on. No. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Because it's Jack, who I've worked with, it, and Sally, who's my friend. Did you hang on, hang on. As soon as she does it, the alarms start to sound yeah. to trigger because of the shooting that's just happened sure. in the situation room. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sally, Jack, Trish, and I don't know, Patrick pull out their guns yeah. and all start trying to kill Jane Black. Do we okay. want to kill now Jane Black? Now it's justified. Black? Now it's justified. Okay. Sorry. It was justified in the first place. Oh, was they it? were traitors. You saw names on they a list. You didn't, mate, you saw names no, on a list. Em. You didn't know. Fuck them. Oh, so they, all right. I trust so, that. All right. So now, 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 they start, <laughs> now they start shooting at them. It's madness. So yeah. Jane's trying to fight away. out. Bang, bang, bang. Takes them out. Bursts out to the room and she's looking for you know more agents. Basically, some of MI6 are getting killed. By their own people. Yep, yep. So she tells Q to stay there and she goes down the corridor looking for M, knowing that knowing that something's up and she's going around the corridor. She shoots someone else, sees someone else like fight from other people, what's going on? Keep going down there. There's a, there was a shot down in the, the, the situation room, the debrief center. Yep. And she bursts in and M is trying to like stop the bleeding on the, the DOD guy. Hopper's kind of gone into, he's not 100% okay with yep. this. He's yeah, like starting yep. to freak out and Jane like runs over to him and he's like, what, what happened? What happened? Because M's busy. And he just, like, won't talk to her. And she grabs his face and it's like, breathe, you're okay, you're home, what happened? And he oh. kind of starts to come back and he's like, sniper. And she turns around and looks and then we see the sniper standing around on the highway. She's like, smashes out the window. <laughs> and we have rooftop chase through London. Yep, sweet, good. So as they're, as they're kind of running, he kind of turns around and realises he's being chased. The chase doesn't go for very long before he, like, throws something back as they're running across some scaffolding. She, like, falls down, like, several flights of things. Doesn't injure her leg. It's all good. She's all right. She managed to kind of get back up. But he's taken off. She's lost him. She's like, fuck, what am I going to do? Oh, motorcycle. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Jumps on a motorcycle. So it's the old chase of guy on rooftop. She's yep, driving along yep, the side yep. him on a motorbike. Basically, this chase kind of ends with Jane cornering this guy to, you know, ask him, you know, who's he working for? Is it the terrorist organisation we arrested? So I don't have any more detail for the motorbike rooftop chase. I know you got really excited. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was wonderful. It was really good. There may have been a moment where she rode the motorbike up onto the roof. On a oh, roof. great. Maybe, maybe down a wharf onto a boat. I'm, just quietly, I'm, just, I'm not going to look at Tom in case his facial expression gives us away, but Carney, you know how I said before that I trust Adam Hopper? I don't. I think okay, he's behind. I'm it. not looking at Tom either. I'm yeah, looking directly I'm, into your eyes. That's that's. As soon as I'm McAvoy at. walked into the room, I went. Bad guy. <laughs> Have you seen Trance? Yes. He thinks a good guy. And he's not a good guy at all. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. getting vibes. That's that's the kind of McAvoy I yeah, think yeah, is in yeah. this film. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, all right. but Tom, um, Tom, compose yourself. Feel free to pick up from the point where you're. I was going to say my McAvoy is um, more of a Chronicles of Narnia. Although no, he's a dick in that, isn't he? Who's he in Narnia? Thomas. Mr. Thomas. Oh, that's right. He's a little bit pedoey. Is he a good guy and wanted? Uh, Last King of Scotland. Last I King of Scotland, McAvoy. That's who we're going for. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Yeah, cool. All right. See, I've lost my place. Fuck you guys. Um, so essentially she corners this guy and is like, you know, who are you working for? And he just says, we're everywhere, and then shoots himself. Oh, son of a bitch. Right. So she she goes back. She rides a motorbike back and she goes to MI6 and it's just chaos. Yep. Um, M- MPs are everywhere, so military police, and Ray Fiennes is getting like... <laughs> In my head, with MP, I thought M was peeing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put the 
that are everywhere. But like, Ray, but Ray finds being yeah. incredibly yeah. dapper as he does it and very. What serious. are you doing? I just had to take a whiz. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Or like when he's peeing, he turns into Ray finds from In Bruges. <laughs> You're an inanimate fucking object. <laughs> so basically, she gets back to my six. It's it's a disaster. They lost countless agents, and so many of their agents were were, were bad guys. Like it was. It was so easy and they missed it. And M is actually like getting, copying heaps of abuse from the Prime Minister. Like yep. MI6 is going to have to be investigated. They're going to have to be scrutinised. Yep. The whole department is going to have to be pulled apart. So Jane kind of goes back to her desk and we kind of go through the next sort of like, almost like a time lapse of like people packing stuff up around her and she's just kind of sitting there because she's just kind of despondent. She gets up to sort of go home and she's sort of like to, to leave for the day and she sticks her head in to see him because, he, you know, he's a bit flat and says, oh, the investigation is going to take months. They're basically shutting us down because the Department of Defence do not believe that we can't protect them. We can barely protect our own. And I tend to agree with them. So we're, we're shutting down. The investigation's over. And she's like, I just got a guy who told me they're everywhere. You know, this, this has got fingerprints of a mass organisation infiltrating intelligence systems. Like, this is huge. Like, put me back out in the field. He's like, you know, I can't do that. But, you know, I think because of everything that's been going on, I think now would be a good time for you to take some vacation leave. Mm. She's like, I don't want a vacation. I want to go back and help. This, this is, I'll, I'll, I'll submit to testing. No, now would like, be a good time. Now would be a really good time for a vacation. Mm. And she's like, okay, now would be a great time for a vacation. She's like, yes, I think... After the shooting here today and all the things that it's brought up, I think it would be good if you took a vacation. I think it'd be good if you and Adam took a vacation. I don't fucking trust him. I don't fucking trust no, him. Me either. 100%. I think it'd be good if you and Adam took a vacation. I hear Scotland's very nice this time of year. Mm. She's like, okay, yep, no worries. I'll, will you approve the leave? Yep, I'll approve your vacation leave. We'll explain it to them. You're on, you're on psychiatric leave. That brought up a whole bunch of trauma for you. Yeah, no, it did. And he shakes her hand. And as they leave, she walks out and she says goodbye to the people and she says goodbye to Q and she walks out and she opens her hand and there's a little post-it note inside with an address. And then a note hey, underneath it that says, ask him about Spectre. Oh, okay, okay. So they go off to Scotland together and beautiful scenery of Scotland. Yeah, Great Loch Ness, all that sort Locking of stuff. There. Yeah. Basically she arrives in Scotland and, and Adam checks another hotel and he's like, so what are we going to do? And she's like, well, I'll, I'll go track him down and we'll see if we can't work out what's going on here. He's like, all right, I managed to save some of this stuff. I'll go through it, see if we can find any more names to people to, to connect the dots. And in the background, the news is going mad about, you know, how the Prime Minister is going nuts. Um, the Assistant Minister for Defence is now leading an investigation in MI6 with the yep. Prime Minister because an M is just getting, like, shit thrown at him and Jane gets kind of angry and turns it off. Anyway, so we see her kind of driving through Scotland and she pulls up to this building and she looks at the address and she looks up the building and it's this beautiful, luxurious, like, almost grounds, high walls with, like, a, a naval seal at the front and it's home for retired veterans. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a crappy little retirement home. It's, it's beautiful and lavish and she walks in and she starts, like, looking around and, and, and looking at the room number and sneaks past a few people and doesn't want to be spotted by nurses and all that kind of stuff and she sneaks down a corridor and she comes to the room and, yep, that's the room. Mm-hmm. And she kind of pushes the door open and it's empty. There's no one in there. She's like, oh, all right. And she looks down the corridor and looks back in the room and she sees that there's a garden like down in this court. So imagine it's like a, a, like a four-court thing, rooms and like a, what's it called, a quadrant? They'll do. A quad, yeah, yeah. With like a yeah, garden in the middle, not? walls all around it anyway. So she's like, huh? And there's just a man sitting by himself in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. She goes down and, and she walks in and she's like, looks like him. Is the only one here? It's him. So she walks over to him and and before she can sort of 
reach out to get his attention, she sort of reaches out to grab him and bang, guy grabs her. And there's this like scuffle on and he pulls a gun from his boot and they're like fighting over the gun. And she's like, what the fuck is this? No, no, no. <laughs> bang, gets the gun out of him, points it to his head and is just like getting slow in your old age. And then we hear a click from behind her and a gun pushes into her neck. I'm not that old. Oh. And there's just this beat and she's sitting there. And you just hear, that'll be old Albert. And the old man stands up, walks away. See you, Jim. Oh. Off he goes. She's like, Jim. He motions around. He's like, actually, it's James. Now, I need an older Bond. Yep. Because this is a Bond in his 60s or 70s. So I've gone Timothy Dalton. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. I can get behind that. So it's him in the flesh. So a bit older. Okay. James Bond. So everyone else is older. Yeah, well, I've kind of because I've decided that the James Bond continuity is like fucking ridiculous. Well, it depends on. But you've got to age Ralph Fiennes then, and Q and Money. It depends on whether you assume that they're all different agents. That like James Bond is a code. It's just a code name because like that's interesting. I mean, that's the theory that that's a you know the big theory. But I mean, it's tough because on the one hand you have M who like uh, Judy Dench's M who continues between the Brosnan films and the Craig films, yeah, which implies it's two different agents. But at the same time, like they go to Daniel Craig's childhood home in Skyfall and he's Bond, and then Bond loses his wife when he's Sean when he's uh, George Lazenby, yeah, and then visits her grave when he's Roger Moore, yeah, and references losing her when he's yes. And then there's how many different Felix Leiters, unless Felix Leiters also a code name. Yeah, I, I I think I think for the continuity of the Bond verse. Bond can be Timothy Dalton, age 60, and Ray Fiennes can be still be M. Okay. <laughs> or is it upsetting you? Can we no, recast me a little M. bit? I just kind of... I, I just, but then you've got to recast Q, I think. Uh, Q I feel has like to be- if you're... I mean, M and Q and Moneypenny from the Craig films are such staples of... I buy Craig it film. if it's the code name thing and Daniel Craig's out there on a different mission. No, okay, so let's business. just say this is the Bond... No Daniel Craig. We're going with the Bond verse. We'll recast M, Moneypenny, and Q. Okay. Who should play M Money Penny and Q guys? <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's let's quickly um, work this out. Okay, um, Money Penny can be Elise Vikander because then we get her in the film. Yep. Okay. Um, sure. Q can be Matt Smith. No, it's too similar to Ben Whishaw. Yeah. Um, we could make Q a woman. Whatever. What if Q? What if Q's a really cantankerous Peter Capaldi? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And yeah. Just that. Just that line of get don't line on the ground. Why? why? <laughs> yeah. Um, or is M Peter Capaldi? Nah, M's got to be more dapper than that. Peter Capaldi can be Q because it's different to the M can Desmond be M, M can be Colin Firth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. M, okay. M's Colin Firth. Peter Capaldi is Q. And Miss Moneypenny is played by Alicia Vikander, who doesn't actually say any dialogue because she's just being a receptionist in the background. So we don't right. have to have Moneypenny. Money um, okay, Q needs to be either Colin Firth or just come watching The Crown and actors who've played King George, Jared Harris. Oh, Jared goodness. Harris would be a great Q. Or no good M, you mean? Oh, M, yeah, sorry. Now, Jared oh, Harris is M because I want this M to be a little bit meaner. Yeah, awesome. Jared harder. Harris. Okay, Jared yeah. Harris. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. He's, he's Moriarty in the Sherlock films. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, perfect. Yes. So, Jared Harris is M. I, I realize the error of my ways. This is that's why you guys are here. So, that's you can, right. you can put me back him. on the track. Anyway, James Bond. Cool. Timothy Dalton. Cool. He's older. He's still fucking sharp, though. Good. Good. You still look at him and you go, <laughs> That's why I went Dalton, because there's something you look at Dalton and you go, yeah, you still got it, man. He's still got mm. an edge. Brosnan, I think, too, has become too much of a joke. You still want to look at old Bond and go, yeah, there's a tiger there. It's well, Dalton's older- still taken seriously as an actor. That's what I mean. Where, um, whereas Brosnan's done a lot of comedy stuff. Mm. Like, his Bond was a bit overtly ridiculous. Yeah, Dalton's sure. was very grand. Like, yes, with some absurd plots. License to Kill is one of the darkest Bond films. Yes. Correct. 
Like probably probably rivaled only by On Her Majesty's Secret Service mm. and oh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, yeah. yeah. I was going to say in terms of like just a grim, bleak tone, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, but Quantum of Solace is just shit, though. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's Delton. Anyway, cool. he's like points the gun in there and tells her to sit. And she's kind of like slows this down, keeps her hands up. This isn't how I thought this conversation was going to go, but okay. She's like, I'm here because I'm from MI6 and I need your help. You know, M sent me here. He's like, I've I met many men named M. A lot of them have been assholes. Some of them have been women. Some, some of them have been women. <laughs> One of them was a Judy Dench. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> and then she died in my arms. What? Nothing. <laughs> um, in 2012. <laughs> you know, Bond's, Bond's incredulous. He's like, no, this is... This is stupid. Like, I, I don't trust you. You've come in here. You've beaten a perfectly defenseless old man up. He started the fight. You still pointed a gun at his head. Mm. And you've been snooping around. Sneaking. You didn't go up to the front desk and be like, I'm here to see, you know, me. Well, no, I wasn't going to do that because you'd fucking run or do something weird. It's like, yeah, well, I saw you coming. So, Because <laughs> you do something weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they have this like, nice little bit of banter. Um, and then she's like, look, I'm here because I have to ask you about Spectre. And Dalton kind of stops for a bit. M told me to come to you and and ask you about Spectre. Have you have you seen the news? You've you've seen everything that's happened. And Bond's like, yes. It's like, so you understand that I'm here because we're operating alone. Like, there's no one that can help us because we can't trust our own. And MI six is full of you know full of moles. And, and then he like, I don't know if you if you can re-click a gun. He kind of re-clicks it and points it back at her. He's like, <laughs> and you're not. If you just said that MI six is full of moles, you you know the name Spectre. You come here with his story. What's to say that you're not just here to finish cleaning up all the Plus, skeletons? Just in- the guns at that guy's head. Yeah, yeah he's Hopper with her. Huh? Is Hopper with her? Now Hopper's no. back doing hotel shit. Okay, yeah. She had to go by. So he's like, I'll come with you. I wanted, maybe there's a moment where he's like, I'll come too. And she's like, no, I think it has to be me. And he's like, okay. I wanted to meet him though. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then we kind of just see it. Him, he's sort of staring at her and she looks in his eyes, looks away, looks down at the gun that she's put on the ground and then quick as anything, jumps out of the way, grabs the gun, pulls it up, bang, fires behind Elton. There was a goon standing with a gun. Oh, Okay. And he's like, what the hell? Like, turns around and she's like, told you were getting slow in your old age. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> anyway, basically from here, they see more goons like coming towards them. And he's like, she's like, we have to go. He's like, we'll get out of this together. So she kind of starts leading the way. And it's one of those things uh, where he's like, I'm James Bond. I'll get us out of this. We're going this way. He's like, oh, no, that's a dead end. Um, so he's he's still he's still got the bondness, but time's caught up with him a bit. Yeah, okay. But then there's got to be a moment like you know something really cool happens where like she's almost meant to get killed, and he's just like bang, 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 and he's like, yeah, nobody does it better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, basically, they flee the goons, steal a car, definitely an Aston Martin. Mm, it's sure. like ah, oh. it starts. There's like a roar, and he's like, oh, I've missed this. And off they go, and they, they kind of drive back, and they pick up Hopper, and it's like, yeah, we can't stay at this hotel. He's like, yeah, no, no, we, we definitely can't stay at this hotel. And they walk in, and there's like a goon in the bathroom, and he's like, yeah, mm. yeah, we can't stay at this hotel anymore, guys. But it should be, we should take my car, and you think, oh, it's going to be a fancy, and it's just a piece of shit. And then she's like, no. Mm. No, maybe they take it. I want them driving like a piece of garbage. Well, I've anyway. got that happening later. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So oh, they're, okay. they're in a nice car for now, because you want Bond to be cool at the moment. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Um. So they go back, they go out and pick up Hopper and, and Bond's like, all right, we, we can't stay here. I've got a safe house. And he's like, okay. So they drive off and they get to the safe house. And yeah, If they were smart, they'd kick Hopper out in the highway. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's nice, Hopper. If they were smart, they would just nice, kill him. Nice doesn't mean trustworthy, I though. I feel like she's Can in a- Can you let me pitch my family without being pieces of shit? I feel like she's in a bit of a trance right now. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're a cunt. Uh, <laughs> after beating the goons, they like get to the car and they get to the hotel, and he's like, "Well, that was that was really good." And she's like, "Oh, you, that was quite impressive." Well, she pays him some compliment, and the band is kind of nice, and he kind of like gets a little bit like, "Yeah, I'm James Bond, and you're a sexy lady." <laughs> and he kind of leans forward, and she just like points a gun yeah. into like his inner thigh, and she's like, "Don't." Hmm. He's like. Boy, taken. <laughs> yeah, so they go to Hopper, and basically, um, they go to his one of his safe houses. It's probably near a lock. Basically, they sit down and, and they 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 start going through what what Hopper's been able to get, and she asks him, "So, what do you know about Spectre?" And he's Spectre. This is what I I brought them down. It was yep. my my biggest case. It was the hardest thing I had to do. They they were everywhere. They were inside all the intelligence organizations. Like that's their modus of operandi. They they sneak in. You think of it like an octopus. It's just got tentacles in everything, and and you can't break free of it. But we beat them. They're done. She's like, well, no, they're not. We have reason to believe that this attack, you know, on MI6 was done by Spectre. And which Hopper says, yeah, that was the organisation that had us. They were working for Spectre. Yeah. I, it was the only word that I knew in the language they were speaking. Yeah. The only thing I recognised was Spectre. I heard it like every day the entire time I was incarcerated. And James is, James is kind of like, look, I've got some leads to some people who used to be connected to it, but they're gone cold. I don't know if any of these people will be able to help us. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can find. Anyway, so Jane, Jane wants these names and she wants to check them through a database that they've got in their information. And in order to do that, they're going to have to get back into the MI6 database. So she's like, oh, that's the one we can call. She calls Peter Capaldi. Hmm. He answers it. What? <laughs> it's Jane. Oh, great, great, great. I'm talking to someone who's being investigated illegally on a phone that I shouldn't have. Like just goes in this rant about how he yep. shouldn't be asked these kind of questions. And then Bond just holds the phone out and Jane like, yeah, what's it doing? He's like, Q. It's like, oh, Bond. And I have this kind of nice moment. He's like, huh, well, it's wonderful to hear from you, 007. You know, I, of course, you're involved because I'm doing something illegal. So <laughs> yep, cool. obviously you have to help us here, that kind of thing. Some good quips. They have this kind of little banter thing. And then Q starts doing a database and he's gone, no, they're not matching. He's like, oh, hang on. No, this guy, he was dishonorably discharged and then and then killed himself. But he's very much showing up on, on this database here. And basically through like process of elimination, they realise that he's actually a member of the Prime Ministerial Escort. He's a guard uh, for the Prime okay. Minister. Yeah. He's changed his name, but it's him. And they're like, all right, so this contact, we could go to this guy. If we get him, we can maybe interrogate him, find out what Spectre's up to, maybe clear MI6, get it back and running again so that M isn't being investigated. Because basically at this point, the whole investigation is kind of working on the basis that M knew and that M's dirty. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 gonna have to like sneak into the you know visit the the prime minister and and do all that kind of stuff. Hopper's like sneak in, I'm like yes. He's like oh no no we're not sneaking in. There's there's a there's like a there's like the, it's the winter ball thing that happens in Scotland every year when the queen comes to visit her castle. It's it's happening this weekend. There's a massive soiree going on at some hotel. The prime minister's here. We don't have to sneak in. Like I've got invites because I'm a war hero. <laughs> like oh god. <laughs> So Hopper goes off to sort of organise that and James is like, all right, so we'll go together. She's like, no, look, you've given us the information, we'll handle it from here. He's like, no, I shot four people today and stole a car. <laughs> this is the best day I've had in 20 years. <laughs> I'm coming with you. Besides, you know, you, you don't know how to walk through a party. <laughs> James Bond knows how to walk through a party. <laughs> he doesn't probably speak to himself in third person. That's stupid. No, but yeah. It's something along the lines of, you know, you don't, you don't look the part. I know how to look the part. I can get us in anywhere I'm involved in this. And besides, M's my friend, MI6 is my family, I have to protect it. Even when I retired, that's 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 the thing. You, you protect it for life. 
Anyway, so they're sort of trying to organize the party. And she's like, right, so I'll, I'll wear this suit. She's got a suit on. And, and Bond's like, no, you'll wear this. And he gives her a dress. She's like, I'm not wearing a dress like that. I can't run. I can't do anything in a dress <laughs> like that. He's like, that's not the point of a dress like that. The point of a dress like that is that you, you look good and people are distracted and all that kind of garbage. She's like, I have a suit. And Bond just kind of looks at it like, that's, that's not a suit. <laughs> and just takes it off. He's like, you'll be wearing this. And she's like, fine, I'll wear this. But if I catch you looking at my legs, I'll shoot you and I'll have Q tell everybody that you were also on the list. And she just walks off and starts getting dressed in. Anyway, so they arrive at this party. It's this beautiful, luxurious party and, and Adam kind of gets out and he's like greeted by, I don't know, Prime Minister's mate. Yeah, cool. It's just knows everybody, this guy. And as they're walking up, Bond's like, okay, so when we get there, he tries to put his arm around her waist. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're my date. She's like, no. I'm not your date. He's like, yes, you're here with me. I'm a distinguished old gentleman and you're my date. If we want to work together, this is how we're going to do it. So they walk in and just as they get there, the she's been wearing this nice coat and the guy like checks their tickets. Oh, yes, no, come on in. And before like Bond can be kind of charming and suave, she takes her coat off and throws it to him and goes, there you go, Grandpa, go get them to hang it up for him. <laughs> and walks away and he's just like, <laughs> livid. Good. Good. Yeah, so basically it's the, the old quintessential Bond party scene. Uh, Bond and her kind of are dancing and they're, they're trying to spot this member of the Prime Minister Guard. Um, there's some kind of gala. I don't even know what the function is, but I imagine that like, politicians have functions all the fucking time. Yeah, sure. Mm. Anyway, so they search for this. But this would one. they have a party? No, continue, See, please. Yeah. I will okay, like, fist just some, you through the wall. <laughs> just some... Just some <laughs> okay, like, just, just, but, like, in all seriousness, just, like, <laughs> buy into this because, like, yeah. I think it's rock solid. Yeah. Um, what, what is the party for? Because I really think we, yeah. we, we need to know... If they're inviting- I, sh- I shouldn't have said anything about feeling <laughs> nervous about the fucking party. Oh, so continue unmolested. So they, they arrive at the party and and basically, did they print the invitations or did they just have to scan them on their phone? Do the invitations say what the party's for? Because I feel like they would. And just to visualise it properly, I want to know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so the invitations are for a very special event called Carneen Bergmoser at Cunts 2016. If any listeners want to Photoshop that invite and tweet it to us. It's fine. We'll probably put it on a T-shirt. No. So, yeah. So then the party and they're just trying to scop it out and Adam's kind of, you know, moving through different circles. And, and so Bond and Jane are kind of dancing together and they're, they're trying to look for people. And then Hopper kind of comes in and he's like, you know, can I have this dance? And they start dancing together and... Uh, Bond kind of wanders off and then like sees a guy come out of a room and he's like what's going on there and the Prime Minister's getting prepared to give a speech and he sees that the Prime Minister's in there giving a speech and he sees this like guy walking down the corridor and he's like that's the guy so without alerting anyone to what he's about to do Bond just sets off after them because he's James fucking Bond and I can you know he do what he likes meanwhile Hopper and Jane are like kind of dancing together and some guy comes up and tries to like get with Jane it's kind of a bit of tension nice little bit of character romantic building here um, at which point Hopper's kind of like oh I kind of looks over somewhere and he's just like I have to go and leaves and it's very suspicious very suspicious yeah. so he wanders off cool so like, okay so she kind of keeps looking around and she, she can't see Bond he's vanished and she's looking for this guy and promises you to make a speech soon and everything's kind of going really weird and then then she can kind of see like Adam like outside and he's like walking up the stairwell, like he's outside the building and he's looking real fucking suspicious. Mm-hmm. Key word. He's heading up to the roof. the roof. Why is he heading up to the roof? So she's like, what if he was turned when he was in their, their camp? What if? No, not McAvoy. You said it was nice, McAvoy. Like, mm. what if he was turned from the moment we first saw him in the movie? What if? What if? 
So she races up to the roof. Meanwhile, this is imposed with like Bond kind of like trying to sneak after this guy. And the guy's like walking along and he sees. So Bond like pulls out the gun because he's going to James get Bond's going to die. I'm not looking at Tom, but James Bond's going to fucking die. So there's like a colosh on a tray. And as the guy walks past it, he sees Bond behind him and he picks up the colosh and it's like bang! And they start a fist fight. Hmm. And it's on. Meanwhile, James coming to McAvoy. McAvoy's kind of crouched in on the roof, just looking like he's after something. James like points a gun at him. She's like, oh, Jane. What the hell are you doing up here? He doesn't sort of say anything, and she's like, Hopper, Hopper, and he's just not moving. He's just kind of sitting there like this like tense ball of something, and I she kind of comes around, and he's like freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like he can't breathe. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. shaking, and she does the same thing again. She grabs him, and she's like, Hopper, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Hopper, Hopper, and she's like, Hopper, and he just screams, it's not going to be okay, Mason. She's like, who's Mason? And he just crumbles. It's like, I'm not ready to be back. I shouldn't have come here. I shouldn't be with you. I shouldn't be here in this hotel where James Bond's like chasing a guy with the president. I'm, I'm not ready to be back. And she's like, who's Mason? And he's like, Mason was my, my partner, my, my, my guy. We, we went, did missions together. We we're always together. And then we did a mission where we were going to go after this terrorist network. And then I realized that on that mission that my best friend and a man that I trusted my whole life was a double agent. And he tried to kill me. We got arrested. And being here tonight, we used to come and we used to work these events. And seeing him, seeing the, the Minister for Defence and, and, and the guy was Prime Minister and a couple of other guys that, that I served with, you know, we were we were in an air unit called the Warthogs because basically our planes were really shit because we were fighting in shitty conditions. We, we repaired them and went out and fought people and we were Warthog brothers, you know. I've got this absurd fucking tattoo of a Warthog. And look at me, I shouldn't have a Warthog tattoo, hmm. but I do. And I saw these guys tonight and it made me think of him and I miss him, but he fucking betrayed me and I was locked up. I don't trust him. Mm, and the fact that his best friend was Mason makes me think <laughs> he's Mason Verger. M is involved in some fashion. Oh, I didn't even do that on purpose. That was really clever of me. That hey? could be Tom trying to throw us off the scent. I prefer the Mason Verger theory. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Um, anyway, while they're having this kind of nice moment, they hear like glass shatter. Like what the fuck? And they look over and there's Bond being, like, choked out a window by, oh, <laughs> it's the guy. So they race off the roof and they run down and they, they try to come to his rescue and basically they, they save Bond and they get the goon off. Before they can, like, do anything, the guy, you know, does, like, a bite down on, like, a cyanide pill. Yeah, he starts, yeah, he starts throwing he's like, fucking hell, what are you planning? What are you planning to do? You know, you, uh, we're going to kill the fucking whatever prime minister. We're, you know, you can't do that now because we've caught you. And as he's dying, the man just says, but I already did it. Ooh. And then just drops to the floor and Bond's oh, like, mother of fuck. What? Door bursts in, MPs point guns at him. James Bond, you're under the arrest for the murder of the Prime Minister. <gasps> oh, Bond's mother like, of fuck. Wait, what? And then James like, hang on, hang on, there's been a misunderstanding. I'm MI6, you know, we're working to this. He's like, no, no, ma'am, you don't understand. This man is murdered. And Hopper's like, no, 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 he was, he was, he wasn't with us. <sighs> James like, no, it's James Bond. It's, it's James Bond. He's like, yeah, but like. You, you sure? It's like, yes, you know, I, I, he couldn't have done this. And it's kind of this confusing thing. And basically, Bond's like, yes, no, yep, all right, I know, come quietly. And uh, does like the Jack Sparrow thing out the window, like on purpose, just <laughs> boom, yep. out the window. And Jane's like, shit. So she jumps out after him and Hopper's just like, hey! <laughs> um, so then they're fleeing and they're running away from these goons and these bad guys and, and they're just escaping and they're kind of lost and they go back to the lodge. And Bond is furious because all over the news is James Bond, fugitive, killed the Prime Minister, all that kind of blah, blah, blah. They find out that the, the, the Prime Minister was poisoned, so when the guy was leaving the room, he was poisoning him. Anyway, 
They hide out in, in one of these safe houses and Hopper doesn't trust Bond, but he does trust Jane. And they kind of have a nice moment and he's like, she, he's like, you know, I, I don't want Mason thing, the whole being betrayed by your partner. And she tells, she tells McAvoy, I will not betray you. Maybe there's like a nice little chaste kiss. I don't know. Probably something like that. A little mm. nice romantic moment. See, this is why he's got to be a traitor. Because if if Jane Black is like going to be our new James Bond for the next few films, James Bond does not have an enduring love interest. So he's either going to die, he's going to be the Vesper of this film, or he's going to be a traitor. Huh? That's, I said a chaste kiss. I didn't say passionate kiss. You've already mentioned romantic tension. I also don't feel, like they've, I don't feel like they've earned a kiss yet, but, you know. Anyway, they're going to work out what they're going to try to do tomorrow. And suddenly they all sort of go to bed and, and Bond's like just angry, pours himself an angry martini, drinks it, pulls himself a second one, drinks that one, pulls himself a third, doesn't even drink it, just throws it against the wall. I like it. Where all of a sudden it's, it's night, it's dark, and we hear the same soundscape from the opening of the film. Ooh. Finally ending with, bang, partner getting shot, Jane sits up in bed, looks at the clock, it's 3.30 a.m. It's not getting any better. So she sort of goes out onto the porch and she's just trying to get some air. And she sort of hears this creak of a rocking chair. She turns around and there's Bond with a martini, just drinking. It's like, can't sleep. She's like, no, I can't. You know, it's okay. It's understandable. And he explains to her that couldn't sleep either because of everything that happened, that, that he missed the poison. He's like, I'm, you're right, I'm, I'm rusty. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have missed that. And I did. And now we're here. I didn't kill the prime minister, but I may as well have it. She's like, no, don't, don't say that. You've, you've saved this country so many times. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter how many times I've saved the country before, I haven't been able to do it this time. And she's like, I can't sleep because I saw 14 of the people that I, I trusted with my life gunned down in this horrific incident. And she kind of replays everything that happened to him and he's just kind of sitting there and he's like, they're never going to go away. She's like, I know. He's like, but you just you get used to them after a while. You come to accept that you're going to have these nightmares and they'll, they'll follow you everywhere. He says, I still see the face of every single person that I've killed and every woman that I didn't get to save. I don't remember the moments where I, you know, saved the day. I, I remember the moments where I failed and they, they're just going to have to hang around forever. That's, that's the life we live is that we carry with us all of that behind us. And he just says to her, you know, I don't really sleep. I just have periods where I wait to wake up. It's a creed, isn't it? It's like old Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna make me. Bond's gonna make me cry. It's a beautiful, yeah. set, and I love that. Um, I don't sleep. I just have periods where I wait to wake up. Yeah, oh, and they just that. kind of bond over the fact it's that they're, they're both broken because of who they are, but they're who they are because they're both broken before they this even yeah. started. Like yeah. she's built like Bond, and, and it's kind of this nice moment. Anyway, the next day they're up and they're sort of watching the news, and it's you know James Bond is wanted for the murder of the Prime Minister, and they show him up, and he's like, I don't look that old. <laughs> and Jane is also wanted for being the accomplice. And for some reason, they're reporting that they've kidnapped Hopper. Hopper's like, I went with you. He's like, yeah, why, why are they saying that? It's like, um, because the Deputy Prime Minister was also in the Warthogs and he's not going to let them think that I'm a criminal. So for him to spin this in the nicest possible way, you've kidnapped me. And they're like, yeah, that sounds really shit. He's like, yeah, nah, it's what, it's what happened. I'm it's sorry. fucking a shifty. Suspicious behaviour. going on with the Warthogs? Mm. It's been too clearly set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically... Hopper's like, I've got more files. If we can get go through the files that we've got, I'll get Q to send through everything he's got to me. We'll file it with the with the folder that I've got. We can clear your names and by identifying that the Prime Minister guy, you know, was a was a double agent. If we can get that information, we can prove that you guys aren't dirty. And so he's off to do that and sort of Bond's just angrily bitching about the deputy PM and everyone. He's like, I fucking hate them all. You know, he's only he's only he only got that job because he's a fucking war hero. He's some 
some shit in some stupid battle. They got kidnapped. They're in a POW camp. Fucking. It doesn't swear like this. He's not. He's not. You know. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah. It's PG thirteen. Um, but yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, he's only got that because he was a war hero, and, and they think that they need him to do this kind of job. In fact, look at that cabinet right there. Him, the minister for defence, the whole lot of them. All of them were prisoner of war. Uh, and she's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, no, they're all some battalion of fighter pilots with some stupid they're all, name. They all got a tattoo, like Tom? plane pigs, oh. or she's like, warthogs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, warthogs. Right? I need to look into these people. I need, to, I need to find out who they are. We need, we need to get the information. He's like, well, Hopper's doing that. She's like, and we need to get the information without Hopper knowing because he's their friend, and he's not going to flip on any of them if they're up to something. We have to call Q ourselves. So, so they call Q. Um, and again, protest from Q, you know. He's like, yep, of course, you come out of retirement and get implicated in the murder of the Prime Minister. Congratulations, <laughs> 007. Like, just just savage. Anyway, he gives her a list of the names. like, yes, I can look into them. Also, congratulations on uh, kidnapping the new head of MI6. They're like, what? Didn't you hear? M got fired. Hopper's now the head of MI6 and you've kidnapped him. So you're about to have a whole bunch of, and she just hangs up. Connie and I are looking at each other knowingly right now, just so you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I couldn't be like, yeah, that's what's happening, guys. Get off. Anyway, yeah, no, continue. Yeah. I'm feeling anyway. pretty smart right now. <laughs> Me too. So basically through this this whole process, Jane kind of sits down and, and, and she goes through all these files and they realise that the team went missing. The, the Warthogs went missing for a large period of time and then magically arrived after saving the day, killing out all these terrorists in this place, and they return as the heroes. And the whole thing has been, like, really weird because all of a sudden she's looking at all these various incidents that have happened over the last six months, and whenever something's, like, someone's in position of power has fallen, one of the warthogs has assumed the position. But no one's kind of noticed because they're war heroes. You mm. don't question a war hero. And then she's like, the, the whole leak was a smokescreen. Those Spectre agents have no qualms about shooting themselves or dying for their cause. Those guys at MI6 that I took out, they knew they were going to die. They were just there to cast out on MI6 so that Hopper could take over MI6. And then they just hear like... Because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be Scottish at this point. He's like, oh, you're very clever. <laughs> oh. Very clever. Hopper, you cheeky bastard. And then he's like, now, because I respect both of you, I've given you a 10-second head start. They're like... To what? And they hear the cars pull up and he's just like, help, I'm in here, help. And then like, <laughs> shit. So they, they just take off and they're basically being pursued. Another sort of car chase through the woods kind of thing. During the whole like thing where they're, they're avoiding being captured, they kind of run down. And this is this is no moment where they're like, they escape all the bad guys, kill them all and they run and they get to a petrol station and like looking around for somewhere to get out. And there's just this like teenager filling up this like shitty little car. Yep. And they run over to him and he's like, and he just looks at the TV and, of course, it's like the Amber Alert, these two faces, and he's like, he's like picks up a wrench and holds it at them and they're both just looking at him. <laughs> he's like holds the wrench out and she's like, he's wanted for killing the Prime Minister and you're going to fight him off with a wrench. And the guy's just like, and holds out his car keys. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you a shitty car, Carney, for yes. him to drive in. Oh, I'm very happy. So they're driving off in their little their little shitty car and they're, they're like – She's flicking frantically through pages and Bond's driving. So the, the joke is, I kind of wanted to do a joke earlier when they get the nice car and Bond goes to like get in the driver's seat and she just jumps in and he's like, oh, no, no, I drive. And in this car, she's like, you can drive. He's like. Just like pottering. Yeah, in his little Volvo. Anyway, she's flicking through all these documents and, yeah, it's confirmed that they've infiltrated everything and that Hopper's now the head. 
Bond's like, what are you looking for? We know what it is. We have to give this to someone important. She's like, no, no, no. There's got to be someone left. And then she flicks the page. The last member of the team of Warthogs is a prince. It's the prince. And with the prime minister dead, there's been a declared a state of emergency. And what happens in a state of emergency is they hide the queen at her castle in Scotland. Oof. They are with her royal family, which includes the prince who served with the Warthogs. Oh, They're going to, to kill the queen. So we kind of... You know, sometimes in Bond films, it's like we work at what's going on and then they just jump ahead and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, newer suits, we've got our guns. Yep, yep. Um, I think there's maybe a moment where like Q drops something off for them somewhere. They're wearing matching turtlenecks. It's all right. <clears throat> yeah, it's all really cool. Yeah. Q, Q drops something off, some kind of like, like Loch Ness gun cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Carney. Thank you. Anyway, they come up to the palace and it's just surrounded by guards because it's in high alert because she's obviously the next target. It's a state of emergency, but of course no one can get in, all that kind of stuff. And as they're there, they see... Like on the balcony of the palace, Hopper up there shaking hands with the prince and they're talking and joking and it's happening. This is this is happening. They're going to kill the queen and then Spectre will have enough control to basically be in every form of organised government in Britain and what's to stop them from doing the next step. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. So Jane's like, I'm going to go go after Hopper. And Bond's like, all right, well, I'll go save the queen. We go back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and basically, during the rescue operation, some cool stuff happens, like, you know, fighter people sneaking in. It'd be a lot of, like, silent takedowns. Yeah. Like, so, so you know, sneaking up to people and just, like, in the grass, you're unconscious. Yeah. Because the idea is, she's like, we can't kill any of the guards because they're not bad guys. They're just doing their jobs. They just think that they're doing their jobs. So we can't kill these guys because they're innocent. Yeah. Anyway, during it, Jane kind of eventually <laughs> corners Hopper and. There's kind of a bit of a fight. She's pointing a gun at him and it's it's game over. And he starts, you know, the, the typical Bond villain thing. He starts to gloat about what he's doing, why he's doing it, everything that happened. And, and I wanted, we were talking previously, villain is the protagonist in our own story. So why is sure. he the protagonist? Is Basically, he was with the warthogs and they did go missing and the government did nothing to help them. Okay. Mm. We, we were left to die by a government that is falling apart and the only option that was presented to us was Spectre. And Spectre, yeah, they sound like this big bad thing, but every new idea is a big bad thing until it's like, it, it's a revolution. It's not a bit of a theme there with our Jane and James. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so does this whole gloat. And then, and then he kind of pushes it up a notch and then just turns into the full prick again. He's like, and you know what the best part was? The plan was kind of fucked. I wasn't even going to be in it anymore because while I was trying to kill my stupid partner, I got caught by terrorists. I got captured and you rescued me. <sighs> you saved my life. I'm here doing all of this because of you. Oh. And she's just like steaming. And then she goes to, to fire his gun and he's like, I don't, I don't think you want to be doing that. She's like, because well, like, if you shoot me... He'll shoot him, and then you see that Bond's been captured. <sighs> oh, mother of fuck. <clears throat> and there's the goon, you know, Bond. and So Hopper's like, so I'm afraid that, unfortunately for both of you, I want to thank you both for helping me get this far, but we have to. We have a queen to kill. So, uh, bang, shoots Bond in the stomach. Bond drops, <gasps> bleeding out of his stomach, and Jane, like, freaks out, loses a gun in the confusion. Hopper just turns around, bang, see ya, you're off the balcony. Oh, and then Hopper squats down in front of Bond and he's like, you see what this is? This is the best part. I get to beat James Bond. <laughs> We're the new order. 
we're rising up and we're killing all of you dinosaurs and all of you relics with us because you weren't there when we needed you, so why should we be there when you need us? Not even the great James Bond could stop this. And Bond's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm finished with all of this shit. But she's not. Bang! <laughs> Hopper's like, what the fuck? The old, the old look down at the chest, I'm, I'm bleeding, and then bang, 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 James hauled herself back up into the balcony, shot him three times, and Hopper's like incredulous, turns around and is just like, Bleh. So Jane drops the gun, races over to Bond, like tries to, he's like, he's like, look, he's like, I'll be fine. I've had worse. You need to save the queen. Hopper's dead. The prince is still inside. I couldn't find him. You need to stop that. So I imagine that, that this kind of bit, is really, really well thought out. I've plotted this next part out real well. Basically, she just goes in and she saves the queen. Um, by, by not necessarily <laughs> killing the prince, but just pointing a gun at him and, and getting him to kind of, with all the incriminating evidence they yeah. have. That, maybe that's the drop, is the weapon drop. They give the information to Q to then disseminate in case they fail, that kind of stuff. And so she saves the queen and basically then kind of the good guys come in and, and M's back. He's walking through and it's very nice. And, and Jane's like, yep, yeah, great. And she's like, oh. So she races off to the balcony to where Bond we last saw was being out something. And she gets there and he's gone. Hmm. Oh, no Bond. What is going on here? And M just sort of comes up behind him. He's like, hmm, he does that. <laughs> so they've saved the day. It's one month later. And Jane walks into MI6 offices. This is where I'm just going to get my little, little bit of amusement. Oh, I've turned my phone off. Fuck it out. I turned my phone off so that it wouldn't make a noise. Oh, no. Anyway, that's, I can still do it because it'll get there. Anyway, so Jane walks in the M- MI6 offices and she sees Q and Q's kind of like being cantankerous and grumpy and there's some new agents here. And, and there's, there's actually a list on the wall of, um, of all the agents that were killed, even, even the, the, the bad ones, because it's, you know, something along the lines of, you know, their death reminds us to be ever vigilant. Yeah, sure. yeah. Because yeah, even yeah. though they were MI6, even though they were dirty, we've got to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. So she walks into the office and she goes into CM. And he's back in the job and he's looking really good. He basically congratulates and debriefs her and, and just a little bit of a joke of, oh, no, you had a restive trip to Scotland? And she goes, yes, it was reinvigorating. <laughs> like that kind of, you know, great little banter. So then he's like, all right, and he hands her an application that she submitted, request to be turned to active duty, granted. He said, so in light of recent events, I do believe that it's time we, we got you back out in the field and, and I believe a promotion is in order. And he sort of flips the page open. And we see that he's given her, she's got a license to kill. She's been given a 00 status. Oh. She's been 007. Uh, she yep. kind of looks at it like, that's, you know, I shouldn't have that number. That's someone else's. And then, you know, Em's like, I think he would find it fitting. Because as frustrating as it is, you're very, very similar. And it drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. Anyway, and as she goes to leave, maybe this is the only time where we get, my name here, coming in. So... It's going to play a little, little bit of music. This is how the last little beat plays out of the film. Yeah. Is that she's walking back towards Money Penny. Money Penny's like, 007, there's a package for you on the desk. And she's like, package on the desk. And she walks out to the room and, and there's a soup bag on the desk. And she unzips it and there's this beautiful black suit on the inside. It's, it's gorgeous. And there's a note pinned to the front that just says, for a special occasion. She's sort of holding it up and <laughs> there's a little, little, just an X on the bottom, like a kiss. She holds it up. She kind of looks around the room and she's like, yeah, yeah. And then we get, it's going to kick in any minute. Yeah. 
and Jane Black does a walk across the white screen as the uh, the scope comes across and bang, shoots down the barrel, guy dies, credits. <laughs> Musical yeah. aids. Oh. oh yeah, and also ends the credits end with instead of James Bond will return, 007 will return. Nice. nice. That's really cool. So, so Jane Black nice. isn't James Bond. She's the new 007. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, because I, I don't know, like, I, because I know that they're, like, nowadays there's talk of, like, oh, I have a female James Bond and everything, but I'm like, the thing about James Bond is that he's such a male character. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, he really, really is. Yeah. And the idea of there being a new 007 and kind of the passing of the baton, and and I love the relationship between her and James, and I love, it just, it, I bought it, I bought the whole thing. Yeah. I bought like, it so hard. Like that you didn't kill him, too, that was nice. Uh, I was I was going to. I think I it's was, better that I you was don't. Really I like and I was like, no, I think it needs to be alive, but you just never meet him again. But I like the I like the idea that he disappears, but passes the baton at the end. Yeah, and just like there you go. I was like, I, the, the first thing I actually had was when I was like, I'm not going to kill him. Was I actually had the scene at the end where she comes back and there's a suit on her desk and she puts the oh. black suit on and it's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. a special occasion. Yeah, uh, McAvoy. Yeah, he's he's. I, I mean, I I, I really quick fix there is. You just, just be you, better. You need to, no, you, you, well, <laughs> yeah, mate. In that and everything in your life, but you just need one more character in the film who is a villain or who is like who is. With, you just need a red, like a who done it pitch. You need a red it's, herring. You need someone else who we think pretty sure or, it's him, and then McAvoy because or at you the put moment the suspicion on McAvoy harder earlier. When you brought up the old soldier Mason. For some reason, just because of the, the initial M, played I by Michael that, Pitt or maybe see, Joe Anderson. See, see it was, it was, and that was that was purely hypothetical. Was I figured that I M was going to be involved. Somehow. I just, yeah, I think the the movie just needed one more character who is like a red herring, and we think, oh, it's them, and just to throw us off McAvoy for longer because as soon as McAvoy came in, we were like, mm, it's probably him. Yeah, I, 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 I just couldn't think of another character. I was like, yeah. I'm, but it's like I'm, Gabe says, bring that up earlier. So we either make, make it make it the head. first thing that after they get they escape the first time, she interrogates him straight away. Yeah, um, and then. If if we put the suspicion further and further on M, does it work though that he knows where she's gone? Uh, maybe not. But look, I, I think just with um with the McAvoy character with um Hopper, you have maybe like when they rescue him, he's kind of an ungrateful asshole. Yeah. And so she's already predisposed to not like him, which yeah. makes them pairing off more interesting. Which is when he arrives at work and she's having a shit day. It's even shittier because he's like, oh, I'm smiling. And then maybe she interrogates him and he breaks down. Yeah. And maybe then, like, maybe maybe her perspective towards him can kind of be not only is he a bit of an asshole, but he's kind of weak. And I'm yeah. stuck with him. I'm stuck with this guy who just, like, can't can't walk ten steps without breaking down, like yeah. seeing something vaguely shaped like a gun and losing it. Yeah, we need but to then watch we this. have sympathy for him. So you can kind of have that journey where at the start it's all, fuck that guy. Then it's like fuck that guy and he's a hindrance, then it's like, well, actually, he's been through fucking hell. Mm. And then you sort of think that the arc is her going from hating him to liking him. And then you have the stinger that, no, he's a fuckwit. Yeah, his arc needs to be prisoner of war. And then, like, we watch him grow and get better and we, we feel really good about it. And then, uh, okay, and then yeah. he's a villain and it kicks us in the heart. All yeah. right, fuck you. Yeah. That's what I did in my pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Retroactively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the yeah. it was it was so the thing that I struggled with is I had I had the basic concept of it and I really struggled coming up with it. Like I'm like, what storyline can I do that's not been done mm. and that isn't shit? Yeah. Mm. It's like double agent's a good one. Agencies being dirty is always good. Also keep it nice in UK, keep it in motherland. Yep, no, I like that. Um and I, I think it needed to be Yeah, I think it needed to be this whole like I have to go to the old like she's on her own, she's off the grid, and in order to go off the grid, you've got to go to the old school, which is which is Bond. Yeah, yeah. 
And I mean, he was a supporting character, which is good. Like it was her story. Yeah, yeah it's it. And that's I because I did wonder when you brought in Bond. I was like, oh, is he going to kind of steal the limelight from her a bit too much? And he was there, and it was good that he was there. But we were still invested in Jane all the way through. Yeah. And Bond was fun, and it's good to kind of have him there as like the passing of the baton. But I mean, it's like Han Solo in Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's good yeah. to see him, and it's good that he's there. But he's not the focus of the film. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Um, and that's that's what I was trying. To, and that's why because originally I had him like doing some cool shit. And I was like, no, nah, I think he should like. Like he, like maybe shoot a couple of people, but whenever he has to go and do something, he gets captured or yeah. he loses and this the fact fight. That he's a bit aged and he's, he's older, not quite as he's sharp not a as precision he was. tool anymore. No. He's a bit, he fucks things up a little well, bit. He's not even a blind instrument anymore. He's more like a blanket. He just kind of goes over them, and sometimes <laughs> it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. That's good. Um, and I think yeah, so that was kind of what I was going for for him because I, I want him to be like kind of frustrated too that he's not he's not as good as he was. Yeah, no, and, which and is it really kind good. of really hurts him. And the fact that this girl has come along, not only is she a woman. She's like good. Yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah. Look, I mean, for a, for a cool new direction, like, I, I think the Bond franchise needs a new Bond. I have been saying for ages it should be fucking Idris Elba, but it won't. I, know, I was going to do that, and I was like, nah, I want to go one step further because I saw this talk because I really like the idea of, and for me, Gillian Anderson wasn't the right. Yeah, she's an, she's a she's a badass, but I just I wanted someone. I needed someone. It's going to sound awful. I need someone slightly younger to do the whole. Old dog, new tricks. Kind yeah, of thing. absolutely. There's nothing awful really about was. that. She's too old for the role. Yeah. Also, um, the thing about she could play oh, well, M. I mean, how old? Yeah. How old is Gillian Anderson? Probably fifty. Probably fifty. It's the same age as Daniel Craig. He's forty six. Yeah, no, yeah, but, but, he's, but he's a bit but, old. But I wanted, like, it's time to regenerate. And yeah, it's the old. Young, I want yeah. a young upstart Bond. Yeah, yeah which I, I agree with. To um, play with the because the whole thing, the whole theme is it's like the new taking over the old. Yes, have it all, which, it, it's basically the plot of what. Hopper's up to it's the the part which you brought in beautifully at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know because like because all the bonds I've seen mooted like Aiden Turner I've seen brought up. Um, Ooh, Tom pretty. Hiddleston obviously, but like the Hiddleston, thing is Hiddleston would be a bit shit. You need a like. change of pace because like what was so good about Craig was that like he came after Brosnan. Well, there was that, but also like Craig has a toughness to him and a bit of a rough around the edges thing to him that kind of makes him more dynamic when you look at this like you know he's in his dapper suit and of course he's Bond he's dapper and he's charming and everything but there is a sense of an animal in there, yeah. which Connery did very well, and Dalton did too much of. Yeah, but like yeah, Roger yeah. Moore was just like suave, and George Lazenby was just—he looked a bit like Connery. Do you know? Do you know the best thing about George Lazenby is when he's interviewed about making that film and how they used to make him do all the really dangerous stunts, and he's like, "I could have died so many times because he believed that the producers were like, nobody knows this guy. If we kill him, it doesn't matter. We'll just recast." <laughs> no, I mean, I think yeah, I think for the next Bond, like, I think it needs to be like another change of pace. From Craig, because if you cast too similar to Craig, it's like mm-hmm. which is which is my and I have no issue with Idris Elba, but I think Idris Elba as a as a Bond would be very similar to Craig. Yeah, me too, because he's got that same roughness. Mixed yeah, with a bit of a Tom Char- Hardy, bit of that. Rug- and Idris Elba would be an awesome Bond, but he's probably one Bond away. We need to probably go because the problem is Daniel Craig's Bond is a response to Jason Bourne. Yes. Yeah. Um, where is the industry at now? What do, I mean, this is why this could be the right next step. Although I do think if this is going to be the next step, it's got to be Craig. Like, because otherwise the continuity is just going to be kind of fucked. That's why I just thought, fuck the continuity. I'll just cast Timothy Dalton. Yeah, fair enough. Look, whatever. I'm, I'm sold on that. That's and fine. you know, Emily Blunt. Are we happy with Emily Blunt? Hell yeah, yeah I am. Yeah, yeah very. Good. Yeah, good. very. I think she's, because I think she's got the, the like toughness, the toughness to carry it off, but like the intelligence to be that kind of bond. She can play the, the suave. Cool. She can play the emotional aspects. Yes, and the very emotional well aspects. Yes. This is what I'm getting at the girl on the train is whatever you think yeah. of that movie, there are moments in that movie where her performance is gut wrenching. Well, I just, I, I think of Sicario. <clears throat> oh, when that, she that, sort of breaks down and stuff. And that's so just like, no, that final scene with her and Benicio. Yeah. 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 Oh, amazing. 
Um, but look, there's, there was no one point in that that I thought, uh, not Timothy Dalton, no one point where I thought, uh, not Emily Blunt. Like, they worked perfectly. Yeah, I, can see I think she's together. perfect. Um, I mean, if if there was any chance in hell that they would recast Timothy Dalton being, you know, the second least most popular Bond, least most, least most, whatever. Um, it works. But no, like, as a pitch, like, take my money. Yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah, I'll take all your I, money. I don't have much, but mm. you can have it. <laughs> you can have his Mate, Boone Shepherd royalties. Shepherd and... Can't he's wearing, wearing one. I'm wearing one. Gabe got no money for it, probably. I don't think so. I don't even know if I get it. It's actually a fan made one that Carney made on the Oh, I just made it, yeah. And just sell <laughs> it. And then if you screen printed on a shirt, yeah. printed out on black paper yeah. and glued it to the shirt. Yeah. Pretty innovative, mate. Something I've impressed. never wa- I've never washed it. Um, like it'll fall apart. I'm sitting very close to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I've been Tom. I've been Sean. I've been Gabe. Um, and if you have any more thoughts about Bond or your favourite Bond song, which is definitely Ten Turns Golden Eye, uh, you can contact us sanspantsradio at gmail.com or you can tweet us at sanspantsradio or check us out on Facebook or you can hassle us individually. I'm at Awkward Tree. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Gobergmoser. Off you go. Done. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content, and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.